In recent years, we've seen women-led entrepreneurship grow, but it doesn't mean there still aren't unique challenges and pain points that affect women-owned businesses. Welcome to HRpreneur. I'm Jim Duffy. From Main Street to Your Street, the HRpreneur podcast is centered around helping small businesses like yours gain the knowledge you need, from HR, payroll, and hiring, to time, taxes, benefits, and insurance. In today's episode, we'll be focusing on ways to navigate those challenges while exploring opportunities for women-owned businesses to succeed. I'll be turning the episode over to my colleague, Jamie Noriega, Vice President here at ADP, who is joined by Val Jones, Senior Vice President with Wells Fargo. We're joined today by Val Jones. Val is a business leader at Wells Fargo who specifically focuses on helping diverse customers. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So to set the stage, can you tell us about your background and the nature of your role at Wells Fargo? Yeah, happy to. So I've been with Wells Fargo for 22 years, and the first half of my career was in the branch. So I was working directly with customers or managing teams working directly with customers, and then I moved to support roles. Um, I led small business lending support in Texas. I led small business for Texas. And now I'm on our new diverse customer segments team, and I specifically run our women's entrepreneurship program called Connect More. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing your background because it really helps us set the appropriate context for the conversation that we're going to have today. What I'd like to do is present some challenges that may be relevant to women-owned businesses and then get your thoughts on each. So let's start with access to capital. What are your thoughts on that? Well, access to capital is a top concern for any small business owner, but for women, it has a little bit of a different flavor. There are lots of many facets to this um, situation for women business owners. And I, I want to point out that credit is one access to capital, but there's a lot of different ways that you can access capital for your business. So um, venture capital um, is one way. We know that there's a huge gap for women entrepreneurs with obtaining venture capital. Another example would be um, grants. Uh, there are lots of other lenders out there, such as factoring firms. There's um, op- plenty of opportunities available for women entrepreneurs to access capital, but we have to do a better job of explaining how to do that. Absolutely. How about balancing responsibilities? Oof, this is a huge one for women entrepreneurs. It's a recurring theme that I hear from women as I talk to them about how they balance it all. It comes up very frequently. So I hear, how can I be a successful entrepreneur, a successful wife, mother, family member? Um, I want to be involved in the community. I want to make a difference. And oh, yeah, take care of myself somewhere along the line. Where is the balance? How can I show up and be my best self everywhere? It's really hard because these women want to be excellent everywhere. And the thing that they give up first is taking care of themselves. And what happens is that they burn themselves out. Sure. Burnout is real. What are your thoughts on gender bias? Oof, it's alive and well. I mean, I would say it's better. We're making progress, but there's still a lot of work to do. And in my view, it shows up as unconscious bias more than anything else, and it can come from all genders. I've had many founders share with me that they have their male employees with them, and the person that they're trying to do business with will talk to their male employee thinking that they're the owner. Or they'll purposefully bring a male employee with them if they know they're going to be in a space that's dominated by other men. So, you know, overcoming the bias, it's going to take time. And with the large number of women becoming entrepreneurs in a variety of industries, I think just having their presence and representation will help shift that narrative. Can you explain what the role of the bank is in supporting these women-owned businesses and how is this continuing to evolve? Yeah, I'm happy to talk about that. So um, at Wells Fargo, we launched our program called Connect More in 2021. 
And it's just one example of how we're supporting the success and sustainability of women-owned businesses. Um, we have um, resources available on our site. We have specialized content that we've created based on what we've learned about the needs of women business owners. And one piece of the program I'm especially proud of is our partnership with the NASDAQ Entrepreneurial Center. Um, they run a program called Milestone Circles, and they curate a small group of women, usually 10 to 12 women, and they work together for 12 weeks on a milestone. So it's very uh, focused on your vision for your business. It's very focused on self-care, and it's focused on you getting the support that you need to achieve that milestone. Um, I have heard raving reviews from everyone who has participated in that program. Um, we uh, have so far have sponsored a thousand women to participate in the program, and we're looking to expand. Um, it has a strong focus on self-care, and I want to focus on that here, especially thinking about what we just talked about with trying to balance everything. That's what I love about this program. Um, they really focus on that. I think they start every session with, what did you do this week to take care of yourself? And then they get into the business. Um, I would suggest that if you're a small business owner, if you're a woman entrepreneur, check and see what programs are available through your bank or through Wells Fargo. There's a lot of support that is out there. Um, another example of Wells Fargo is that we have our website where we provide custom content, um, and we are adding new content regularly. And what we watch very closely, what is most engaging for our visitors? We want more of that. We're going to give you more of that. And we do regular feedback as well to learn more. And then last, I'll mention that this year we expanded to include a speaker series, so a quarterly speaker series, to give women founders an opportunity and to directly interact with experts. So we have always have a Q&A. We have questions ahead of time. And we've had um, guests such as uh, the CEO of NABO. We've had women's business centers on. We've had um, uh, many government organizations. And the part I'm most proud of is that we always have women founders on to talk about their own experiences and share their own advice. So again, I, there's a huge ecosystem of support for women entrepreneurs. If you are a woman entrepreneur, please check out the resources that are available to you. It's a, it's a lot. So since we talked about Connect to More and balancing responsibilities in that challenge, let's go back to access to capital. So could you share some of the opportunities for funding and what exactly does it mean to be credit worthy? Yeah, happy to talk a little bit more about access to credit. I think one thing I would like to reframe for some women is that credit doesn't equal debt. If you're using credit appropriately for your business, it really is a tool to help you grow and expand. Now, let's talk about getting credit ready. Um, with any type of credit, it's worth the time to do your homework, to understand what's available in the marketplace and compare interest rates. So um, just because that's the loudest person knocking on your door, you get the most emails from them or offers from them doesn't mean it's the best. Do your homework, shop around. There's lots of different options for you. In terms of getting credit ready, I, I always frame it in the way underwriters look at it, and that is the five C's of credit. So the five C's are credit history, capital, collateral, conditions, and capacity. Now, all of those do play a factor, but if I had to pick one to focus on, it would be credit history. So I would say um, in terms of credit history, think beyond your FICO score. I think a lot of people get hyper-focused on their FICO score, but underwriters do a much deeper dive. So think about how long you've had credit, what different types of credit you've had, um, how well have you done with paying it back on time, what kind of balances do you keep? Those are all of the factors that underwriters look at. So I would encourage you to pull your credit report. It's free for you. Um, don't go into an application blind. You should know what's on your credit report and feel comfortable about what's there. And if there's mistakes, correct that before you apply. 
Well, those five C's definitely help to make it easy to remember. Beyond accessing capital, what are some ways women-owned businesses can get technical and other guidance? There's a lot of great resources out there, and and so much so it can be a little bit overwhelming. A great place to start, I would recommend, would be the SBA website. They have a great uh, page with lots of links out there to explore, and it's a great first stop. There's also organizations that I'd like to highlight, like Women's Business Centers, Community Development Financial Institutions, or CDFIs, and they offer uh, technical assistance and lending options when you're not yet ready to access credit through a bank. I'd also like to highlight membership-based organizations, and one I would highlight here is the National Association of Women Business Owners, NABO. So speaking of support and mentoring, that's something that you know, is commonly heard is so valuable when you're in business. But why do you think it's important and how would a women-owned business start to seek mentors and and, and different people to be in their support network? Yeah, I I think this is really important for women. And I like to say this a lot. But when I talk to women founders, I feel like they are super women putting on their superhero cape and trying to do it all. And that's a recipe for burnout and dissatisfaction. Um, It takes a village. If you want a successful business, it takes a village. So how do you begin doing that? Um, You know, connecting with organizations are a great place to start. If you're just not sure where to start, women's business centers are always a great place to start. They have great connections throughout the community to help you foster those networks you need. If you don't have an accountant, if you don't have a lawyer, if you don't have a banker, if you don't have someone that's key to running your business, they can help connect those dots for you. Um, I would also encourage uh, participation in programs out there like the one I mentioned with the Milestone Circles program through NASDAQ Entrepreneurial Center. And I really love that program because they have a mentorship component built in. So they have Circles members who have graduated and who are now paying it forward, sharing their advice and guidance. And that is such a huge um, key to helping you grow your business. You can't know it all. You can't go to Google and expect to find the right answers. You can just get there so much faster if you have the right mentors and coaches. Thanks for sharing these insights. It's been so incredibly helpful. And as women-owned businesses continue to play an important role in our economy, Could you leave us with some parting words on what the future looks like for women entrepreneurs? Well, you know what? I would have to say the future is really bright for women entrepreneurs. Businesses run by women are growing at a really rapid pace. And the good news is so is the network of support. Um, There have been many brave trailblazers that have led the way and established wildly successful businesses. And it really shows a path forward for many others. And it provides mentoring. And so, so many women, successful women entrepreneurs, I hear, want to pay forward. That is an important component of the small business community for women. So, you know, as I can see a greater representation of women as successful entrepreneurs, I anticipate this trend will only continue. And that brings us to the end of our episode. Val, thank you so much for joining us. Presented by ADP, HRpreneur focuses on the entrepreneurs and business drivers who are shaping the growth of their companies and positively impacting the lives of their employees. With each episode, we'll bring the experts to you. We'll answer your questions and help you think beyond today so you can discover more success tomorrow. Thanks also to our listeners for joining us for today's episode. Be well, and we hope you'll join us again soon.